Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes. No. Roger. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. got confused then i was uh, i pressed the, the wrong intro and i was like what's going on we're in the studio but there we go all good mate uh i'm sai welcome to ace podcast nation the home of rodri gigs on football this is episode number 32 as we come towards the end of the football season we're live as usual on facebook youtube and twitter ace podcast nation as well you're home to many a great show and series featuring top guests expert analysts and more so please do give us a follow. Please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. It really helps us out. Drop a like, a comment, all of that good stuff. If you prefer your podcasts in audio form, then you can check out uh, this series, plus all the other content we produce at the Sports Social Podcast Network. So uh, check them out, Tan, we sent you. And uh, they also drop some clips from all the different shows now and again as well. And a uh, little, little update from the Super 6 as we wait for some of the the stragglers and the latecomers. It's, uh, we've had two rounds since the last show. Uh, Gemma Pengeli topped Saturday and ex-Cardiff City legend Cohen Griffith topped Tuesday round. Uh, Rodri missed Tuesday's round. So I am now an unassailable 42 points ahead. Oh, yeah, it's good. But uh, the big news story from the week is that Donna Perry finished second. So she is, for the first time in the whole season, earned her mention in the update. So well done, Donna. Nice one. Uh, next round, Rodri, is Saturday on three, at 3 o'clock, mate, OK? Don't forget, because, yeah. you know, it's let you down. Last couple of weeks, 
You really yeah. let the but side I, down. You know what? I thought about it yesterday. I'm thinking, was it Super Six? Maybe it was, no, they couldn't have been. But it was obviously Tuesday. Yeah, never it mind. Was it was Easter, mate, which I knew in fairness. Yeah. Uh, those three over one weekend. Just uh, I had a good, I had a couple of good ones and you missed at least one of them. Mm. I think, and such is Don't life. But... What's happened now? Have you freeze? What's going on here? Because I can't hear you. You had another power cut because I'm here still live here. <clears throat> so he's had a power cut just before we went on. So he had to go on his phone and then he got it back on. And now it looks like he's had another one. Yeah. Back on the phone again. Yeah, back on my phone. I still, what's going on? It's not even a full power cut. Like it's just um, like the TVs and the computers and everything just going off. Like everything's just gone off again. But that was right. Um, which means I've got no notes on nothing, so there we go. We'll have to do it on the fly. Um, so, where was I? Oh yeah, I was I was talking about how fantastic I am at Super Six predictions, which also means, come the end of the season, you should probably uh, should make you should have to say something, shouldn't you, to like to uh, to to acknowledge my greatness, I suppose. But yeah, um, I think, I think if you start next season, both at the start of the season, then you can then you'll probably get that. All right, here we go. Did have a go. little advantage, so yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but there we go. Um, mate, so much been going on in football, so we got quite a lot to fit into the next uh, sixty minutes or so. Um, I got to start with the Champions League. I think, mate, it's been um, it's been a week of football. Like I've seen a lot of people saying, like the uh, Man City Madrid game was the best football match they've ever seen, and um, it's hard. <laughs> disagree in some ways but I think there's like there's a few which I would name which are better um, as a game of football to watch by the way with for someone who didn't really give two hoots you know what the score was who won what a, what a game of football mate there's some incredible goals um, shout out to Benzema for that penalty though mate balls of steel that is his first goal as well the way the way, oh. the way he guided it you know, that wasn't easy as well with his left foot, his right footed. So, um, yeah, top player, top player. And he's, he, he probably, he's probably not seen the best of him because Ronaldo's been there. But now you are seeing the best of him because, you know, he's probably the main man. Yeah. Those, um, he's, he's missed his last two penalties as well, like recently yeah. as well. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. It's another level, mate, isn't it? To be able to have just the... The confidence, but also the execution as well. Like if you mess it up, you look stupid. And uh, yeah, it was proper. It was really good. Um, good game. Best game I've ever seen. Not sure about that. Yeah, no, no, that's definitely not. It's um, you know didn't have everything. Didn't have sending offs. Didn't have penalty misses. Didn't have you know controversy. Controversion. I wasn't controversial. Um, no, yeah, it was. It's up there, but no. I do think Man City may rule the missed chances. Like they should have been, it should have been game over by half time, really. Yeah. Um, it won't be easy there. It won't be easy. It won't. Um, so it'd be tough in Madrid, but, you know, they've got a 1 0 start. Madrid have got to come out. They come out anyway. They, they, they played. Madrid aren't scared. They'll, they'll go toe to toe with them again and we'll get another barnstorm or so. Um, yeah, it's just I was going to say the one thing I think which helps them is the fact they played Atletico in the last round. So they have got recent experience of going away to Madrid in a hostile atmosphere. Uh, you no, know, it's, in a two no, it's a totally different game, mate. Atletico Madrid will sit off them. Madrid won't sit off them. Yeah. Play. So, you know, it's... Yes, I... I a little bit of element of that, but you know, it's it's Real Madrid. It's a totally different animal. It's semi-final. You know, it's the the nerves are twitching because they haven't won the Champions League, so the pressure's on City. They're expected to win, so you know, they've still got to do it. But it's it's not going to be easy. It won't be easy. It won't be shocked if Madrid come away with a win. I put it that way. But uh, it's how much they win. But yeah, if City go away, play like they can. They, they should win. 
Pep only plays one way, mate, as well, is the other thing. No, no, but it's just, it's just, it's just a different animal being in that burnabout. I've been in it many times. I've been in it a few times, actually, and it's loud. It is mm. loud. And, yeah, it's, it's totally different from being at home. So, uh, like I say, it won't be easy. Um, anyone st who stuck out for you for, for City? I thought uh, so. Foden usual, usual suspects. Mares, Foden, uh, De Bruyne. You no, know, Jesus has stepped up in the last month or so. So, uh, yeah, they're just they're just lacking that. You know, if if Kyle Walker's playing, that you know, some of them goals don't even happen. So yeah, um, they're missing a right-sided defender. So, but um, other than that, you know, I'm pretty sure if they've got Cancelo back or Kyle Walker back, they'll be, they'll, they'll be a lot stronger. Um, yeah, I think um, Madrid, I think it was his second goal, wasn't it? Um, he skins Fernandinho on the halfway line and he has just gone. Yeah. And I think well, against Well, that's Fernandinho because he knows he's quick, trying to get tied yeah. to him so he doesn't so turn and then he's obviously... Yeah, he's got a run in him. Yeah, he's got no chance. Yeah, he was quick, man. That, that was he, was, he was very quick. Yeah, he's very he was quick. Down. But really good finish. That's, that's what Kyle Walker gives you, I guess, isn't it? Um, I was so disappointed, mate, with uh, Villarreal. Like, they've beaten Bayern Munich and Juve on the way to get into the semi-final, and they just didn't turn up at but all. That's, that, that's, they didn't turn up, but they didn't. Give the tie away, did they? They're still in it, really. They get yes. a goal. They get a goal at Villarreal. Then it's only one goal, and then anything can happen. Uh, so they're still in it. They've, they've got a result at Bayern Munich. So you know they beat some good teams along the way. They're organised, but they didn't play as well as as they they, they can, like you say. Mm. But you know they're at home. They still fancy themselves. They're still in it. But you'd you fancy Liverpool just to to see that out. Because you can't see yeah. Liverpool not scoring with the five yeah. goals they've got now. You just can't see them not scoring. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like Liverpool seem like they will just score whoever they play against. I was just, I fancied Villarreal to put up. I thought it was going to be a bit of a sticky situation for Liverpool, and I was just very disappointed with how they um, they went about their business, considering how well they've played against Bayern and Juve and United last year. Like, we all know they can do it. People don't realise, you know, especially at these times, Anfield is such a difficult place to go. And when the team's firing like they are, it's, you know, it's not easy, mate. It's not easy when they're putting pressure on you in, in groups like they do. You know, it's mm. not easy. But, you know, they, they would have expected to play a little bit better. But when teams are putting pressure on you like that, it's not easy. The noise as well. Anfield's a noisy place, especially on the Thursday and the uh, the midweek games are under the lights. It, it's you know it's it's a it's a good atmosphere and it's not easy. Yeah, something there's something special about those midweek games and the lights at places like um, Old Trafford and the Bernabeu and and Anfield places like that. There's just something which makes them incredible occasions, even. You know, in the early stages of the tournament, it always feels like a, those Champions League games are big deals at, at those places. I used to love, like, you know, back in the day when it was on ITV every other week or whatever. And like, it, like I say, it just felt like a big occasion all the time. So you could understand sometimes when, with no, no disrespect to Villarreal, but some of the smaller teams come, they play in these stadiums. Like you say, Liverpool are firing. It's going to be difficult. And then if you don't, get off to a great start or you're, you're just not quite firing, it's a long way back, isn't it? But at their own gaff, I'd like to think they'll put up a bit of a, a better showing, at least. Yeah, yeah, but like, it will, but like I say, it's, you know, it's whoever scores first, really. Whoever scores first, if Villarreal scores first, then it's game on. If Liverpool score, then, you know, it's, it's game over. Where the other game is a bit more balanced, you know, City could start, score one, but Real Madrid could score two or three. So, you know, that one's a bit more balanced. But Liverpool, you'd expect them to, to go on and win it now. There's a um, couple more games in Europe tonight. You've got Rangers versus Leipzig. 
at Leipzig and West Ham at home to Frankfurt. Do you think both the British teams will go through there or do you think it could be a bit tricky? Rangers range is going to be tough, but they, they've beat some good sides on the way, so that they, they've got a chance. And you'd expect West Ham and Leicester to, to go on. Yes, um, I'd like to see them, you know, them, them, them all go through, to be honest. But I'd like to see how what if Rangers do can, you know, can get to the final or somewhere like that. Like that's a special, uh, a special thing. And I think particularly you've got to give Steven Gerrard credit for being the one who started that that run, that revolution, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be fascinating. And um, we've also got United versus Chelsea going on at the moment. Um. Oh, I've seen some, some stories about your team this week, mate. Um, they need to just get rid of so many of those players. Toxic as hell. What, um, what kind of stories? Oh, just always, whatever I read, you could just, it's like player X is not happy with yeah, the manager because yeah, of extra, extra training or teenage. You've got to this kind of shit with a pinch of salt. Every mm. day there's a different story. Do you really? I, I know personally from the stories. Go, that's not true. That's not true. They're all full of shit. Eighty-five percent of these stories will not be true. They're just you know United's in problems. Just story after story after story because United sells newspapers. Story from United sells newspapers. It it brings attention. It's always been the same, mate. Always been the same. I would take that with a pinch of salt. Yes, there's, um, problems, there's problems in there, but stories coming out every single day. No. Yeah, it can't be. It's, it's like been like a daily thing almost. Um, yeah, it's just a joke. And someone coming in there and getting a grip of it and, and stopping all this nonsense because it's just become a joke. Mm. What do you think of um There was a story about them. Uh, Ten Hag wanted Steve McLaren as his assistant, and the board have straight away said no. I don't know if it's true, number one. And also, it seems very strange to bring a manager in, announce him, and then... Yeah, it's just nonsense, mate. It's just nonsense. You think about it. If you bring bringing a manager in and the manager wants a coach and you, you, the owner's saying no straight away, that's not a good start. No. So that's just crap. It's just crap. It's just... Tra- it's negativity. More fit, more stuff and more turmoil. you just got to just let it go over your head because it's just... That that is just nonsense. That as mm. if if he wanted to bring someone in, he'd be bringing them in. End of story. It's part of his team. He's coming in. I want him to come in. That's that's it. It'd be end of story. It don't. It don't yeah, it's nonsense. It doesn't make any sense, does it? No. To, to to bring him in and then deny him something which seems so trivial. Not tri- I know it's probably not trivial in the grand scheme of things. He wants the assistant. He wants, but like to the board. I can't really understand why they would say no, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's just nonsense. They wouldn't. So, we saw uh, in the Championship, mate, the three teams gone down. Um, Reading have stayed up. Congratulations to them. They done a re- Reading, they hit form at the best possible time because exactly when they won a couple of games, Derby struggled for points. Barnsley picked up a couple, but... We've got to give props to the manager, Paul Lynch. He's come in and, and they seem to... Steady the ship, in. isn't he? Yeah, he steadied the ship and got, got the results to keep him up because they look like dead in the water, but then they picked up and got the results they needed. And, and yeah, they're now they're safe. And So, yeah, you've got to give props to him, really. Mm. I, um, I feel for Wayne Rooney because I think next year, Derby are going to struggle. And the reason I think that is you look, if you look at League One, there's so many big teams in there with with bigger budgets than the rest of the team. There's like five or six teams which have got financial budgets compared to the teams at the bottom. It's just unreal. And I understand that it's not just about your budget. But if he is going to have to go in with predominantly academy players with the odd free, I just think it's going to be very difficult. Like we talk about the championship and how difficult it is because anyone could beat anyone on the, on the day. I think League One is just as just as challenging, um, and I was looking at it the other day, and I just think it's, I don't think it's going to be a case of just bouncing back up like some people think. 
Um, well, it's, yeah, it won't be easy. But it depends what he's got, like you say, what kind of squad he's got, what kind of players he can bring in. He keeps half the half of the nucleus of the players, you know, like Ravel Morris and stuff like that. I think them type of players will stay. And, you know, if they keep the, the core and the nucleus of the players, then they've got a good chance because, you know, that's a bit right. If they, if they had the deduction, they would be mid-table easily, comfortably. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's not going to be easy, but you'd, I'd still expect them to get promoted. Do you 100%, 100% without doubt think he'll be the manager at the start of next year? Yeah. Yeah. I've just got a nagging thing for me. Like, I think he probably will. He seems like he's already starting to think about next season. Yeah. But just part of me thinks. No, if a big club if, comes if, in, no, if you know, no, no, if you know anything about Wayne Moon, he's a fighter. You know, he's, he's pretty loyal. Yeah, um, I think it's yeah. So you know, and he seems like he, he's, you know, after his speech after the after the season and stuff like that, uh, to all the people in the training ground and, and all the din ladies and all everyone was involved. So you know, he can't seem to have got his feet under the table there. So I can't see him leave anywhere. No, be interesting. Um, I can't bring the championship. I can't bring anything up at the moment. So I'm doing everything from men memory. Um, it's looking a bit tight up in the in the the top half as well. Obviously, you've got uh, Huddersfield a guaranteed a playoff place now, but you've still got Forest, Huddersfield. Talked about and, Forest, didn't I? Yeah, but um, they so they've all. I think I uh, so. Bournemouth and Forest have both got a game in hand over the, t- the teams around them. But ultimately, they haven't got a game in hand over each other. So, I think I think if Forest had a game in hand over Bournemouth, I would fancy Forest. But because Bournemouth have got that game in hand as well, I kind of think they'll pro- they should both win their, those games. And it looks like Bournemouth will take that what, final place. But you just don't know, do you? Like, um, Forest and Huddersfield are both... Bang in form, both there. If Bournemouth slip up, they if, like if Bournemouth don't win the rest, their last two games or three games, whatever it is. If Bournemouth don't win all those games, Forest or Huddersfield will take that second place. And Luton only it's need one that. win, really. What I'm, what I'm looking at here, Luton. Yeah, I win. think yeah, one would take them to seventy-five, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But that's a that's a bit of pressure on Bournemouth. Like they've been up in that second space majority of the season. If they Blackburn, lose a game now, Blackburn, they lose second place. Blackburn have slid down the table as well. Hasn't yeah, they? it's disappointing. Like they've um, had that bad run of form at the what's at the, the wrong chance, time. What's the chance of Chris Wilder make swapping places with his old club? They're like two points behind, two games left. So that's going to go to the wire, isn't it? Unless, yeah, the unless Borough lose and Sheffield United win. Borough, they looked decent against Cardiff yesterday. Um, I didn't think they looked amazing, but I thought they looked a, Chris, like a Chris Wilder team, structured, Middles, good on the break. Middlesbrough got Stoke, and who's um, who's Sheffield United got? Sheffield, Sheffield United got QPR tomorrow. See, QPR got nothing to play for. They've at lost QPR. three, three at, of their last five at QPR. Mm. Who have um, Bournemouth and Forest got? Have you got the fixtures in front of you? I tell you what, QPR is. It, 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 have still got a, a slight chance. Oh no, they haven't. Oh, they haven't. No, there's not enough games now, is there? No, they, 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 they'd get on. They'd get the same points mm. if um, the both teams. But yeah, but no. Millwall still got a chance, though. Yeah, they uh, it'd be tight. I think uh, Middlesbrough have got the best chance, haven't they, of pinching a place? Yeah, and they did. Yeah. They, they've, they've done it before. Middlesbrough, Sheffield United. Yeah, it's one of them too. Um, so like, like, do Bournemouth? Do the players feel that pressure, mates? Because Bournemouth, play, Bournemouth get this next week. Bournemouth play Nottingham Forest. Oh, mate. Well, there you go. Whoever wins that, I'd say he's taking second place. Tuesday, Bournemouth at Nottingham Forest at Bournemouth. Yeah, whoever wins that, I think they'll take second place, mate, to be honest. Yeah. Because 
But I think there's a bit of pressure on Bournemouth, mate. I really do. Have a look at the goal difference. Oh, the goal difference. Are they both on the same? Yeah, whoever wins that, mate. And and then you've got Huddersfield. Like, if they if that game's a draw and Huddersfield win, that puts pressure on again. Like, Bournemouth just cannot afford to slip up. The one thing they've got in their favour is Kiefer yeah. Moore came back um, the other week, didn't, uh, the other day, didn't he? And he bagged a couple um, against the Jacks. So, I mean, and he's, like, he is motivated because he wants to play in that World Cup playoff for Wales. So he needs to bag a couple of goals now at the end of the season. He's yeah. got to be in good form and show he's fit. Um, so obviously they fought back. Swansea conceded another 3-0 lead and dropped points. I mean, I know they haven't really got anything to play for, but that, it, that's got to be a bit of a concern in the grand scheme of things because they've been 3-0 up now twice in the last couple of weeks yeah. and just capitulated. Um on Cardiff, I wanted to address something um, which has been peeving me. And I've saved it for now, really, to talk about it. Um, I've seen a lot of fans on social media, Cardiff fans, giving it, oh, Steve Morrison, he's the wrong guy, this, and it, like really slating him. And like I saw someone yesterday and they were saying, oh, he's changed the team against Middlesbrough. He should be keeping his same formation, trying to get the wins. And it's like, no. In my opinion, he should be trying other players, other formations now, ready for next season. This season's over. Like, we can't do anything. So have a look at the players you've got. Have a look at some of the younger players. I, I, for him to keep us up, I've said this how many times? In January, we had no money. We looked relegation fodder. And he turned it around. He got the players playing. He brought the right players in. So he deserves to be able to go on next year and plan and bring in some players of his own, et cetera, et cetera. For certain fans to turn on him so quickly when really yeah, they haven't got anything to play for. They, you know, they're not playing for promotion, not trying to stay up. I think it's ludicrous and everything that's wrong with football in the modern day. Like fans just turn in like... Any day of the week, just a day which ends in Y, and they turn on the manager. It's embarrassing, mate. Honestly, embarrassing. Yeah, this, this is why where you are where you are. You know, yeah. This is where you are where you are because you you've got fans that are disgruntled. What, what else do you want? He's obviously thinking ahead because that's more important. This season's dead. It's finished. So you just see see what works, see what doesn't work in game time, uh, and. Yeah, and just go from there. Who are you going to keep? Who are you not going to keep? You know, and he's probably planning for the season, next season now, looking at players he wants to bring in, looking at players he wants to keep. Yeah, so these fans, yeah, you just got to take no notice. This is why you got yeah. to take in as a manager and just do what, what you think is best for the club. Like the one thing I'd say maybe that I think he could possibly do is he could have a look at some more... Uh, like academy players and stuff like that to like because there's a few players who are playing who probably won't be here next year so if he knows they're not going to be here next year I do think he could perhaps bring in a couple of young players have a look at them and get in a game situation but you know I can't criticize him particularly he's kept us up when we look doomed it's just I find it incredibly frustrating to see the the Social media fan, I guess I'd call it, just turning on the on a sixpence all the time. Yeah, you, just, um, you can't be worried from you know what Macca says from Rummy. Rummy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you just can't. You just got to get on with it. There's um, someone in the deck. I can't see who said it because I'm on my phone. I think it's Craig said. What about Josh Murphy? So, so Josh Murphy was on loan. Someone will tell me where because I read the story. He was on loan. He hasn't really played. Uh, he's been sent back before the season finished because of his attitude. Um, I've been a bit of a supporter of him. I think he's got some in. And I kind of said, like, he just he's one of them which needs four or five games in a row to get a bit of confidence. But if he's gone out on loan, like, that's his chance to prove a point and play. So if he's gone there and he's had a bad attitude, if I'm Steve Morrison, I'm looking at that and probably thinking, all right, mate, 
we'll cut ties with that. But well, he's got to get rid of. See, you, see, you see how he's in training first and see what he's like. So, but he's had so it's much. Just because it didn't work out somewhere else, we never put what the real information is. Are we? So it could be anything, but you got to see what he's what he's like in training. Chat to the lad and see. Just go from there. Yeah, I. I agree with that to a certain extent. My only qualm with it is, in this particular case, he has had chance after chance after chance. And whether it's an attitude thing or a confidence thing, or I just don't know. But he, he has had a chance and hasn't done anything with it. And eventually, I think, well, like, when do you say, right, okay, enough's enough. You're not, you know, we, it's not going to work with you here. We're going to move on to something else. Like Cardiff's problem is they've got like twelve players going, so players who are a bit like you're not sure if they you should keep them or whatever. They may end up staying because we're going to be getting rid of them. We've got so many out of contract. It's a it's this weird situation. Um, but yeah, I, I accept that. Like you don't know the situation. Like he could have been. You know, also, you know, he could have, I don't know his situation, so I'm hypothesising, but like he could have, for instance, have a pregnant missus who's living in Cardiff and he's up at X, Y and Z playing football all week. That would be a, a very difficult situation. I, you know, I have no idea what his situation is, but I'm just using that as an example. So, of course, there's there's reasons why people might be unsettled, isn't there? Um, mate, uh, I want to make, make mention of this. I've seen some awful messages today um uh what's his name i forget his first name but uh paul pogba and many and harland's agent uh rayola um is apparently seriously ill in hospital there was rumors going around today that he had died but um it's been confirmed that he hasn't died he's but he is seriously ill in hospital um and look i i get that he's not popular and i get that um a lot of people think he's one of the reasons why football's ruined and blah, blah, blah. I get all that. But still a human being. Got a family. Got friends. I think... Hey, all this crap, all this crap is always used on social media. This is why, yeah. this is the negative stuff of social media. You've just got to take... You've got to understand social media is toxic in certain parts. So... You've just got to, You're always going to get idiots. because, And it's an idiot with... No picture on the profile. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, when Elon Musk brings in the... Uh, when you've got to validate your ID for social media, that's going to change the game, mate, that is. But that should have been done about two years ago, at least. But this is what you get when you get a person of colour in higher up. He does the right thing. Mm. He does the well, thing. Elon, Elon Musk is one He does the thing that should have been done ages ago. Yeah. Yeah, mate. It betting sites do it. Like you have to provide ID and, and whatever. No, so it's, not difficult. it's not difficult. It's not going to stop people. It's not going to deter people. People are on it. People will not want it. Especially yeah. now, you know, you've got to provide just a little text, simple message in your in your inbox. You go through the the the, the 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 routine or what you have to do. Dead easy. Log in. Blah 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 blah. Dead easy. Take you two minutes. Yeah, like Craig just said there in the chat, he said the rumours of Rayola dying brought back memories of when um, Peter Whittenham died. Obviously, with Peter Whittenham, there was the situation where he had um, he had fallen fallen down some stairs or he'd fallen over and, and hurt himself. He was seriously ill in hospital. But for like days before it was announced that he passed away, you had people trying to get the, the scoop on it, if you like, and be the first one to tell. It's just... It's awful, but like for I always like, and Craig says that like imagine how his family felt like reading or his kids like reading that and like you know Rayola. Imagine how his kids would feel if they are on Twitter or Facebook yeah. and you've just got it's random. That's what I mean. All all this would stop this once if you you've got to produce, um, and then the others will follow suit. Facebook, Instagram, yeah. they'll have to. I hope so, mate, because I'm I'm so over social media at the moment. If I didn't need it from, to promote the podcasts and stuff, I wouldn't yeah, I'd probably not, be done with it, mate. Say, I'm not a big poster of it every day. Sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. I take it or leave it, to be honest. Right, enough about football. 
let's talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Okay. <laughs> it's what we all want to talk about. I've not seen it any today. Oh, mate. I, um... it's, it's, Ursula is a bit of a numpt, though, isn't it? Oh, did you see what he'd done with the... Um... So he brought in, like, a psychologist-type lady, oh, right? He, 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 he made a complaint about his own question, didn't he, or something? Yeah. So I don't know if it was the same... Uh, witness, he he asked a question, so he said blah, blah blah blah, and he went objection, and Johnny Depp's lawyer just went, "You asked the question," <laughs> and he's just he's like, "Jesus Christ!" She must have been sat there thinking, "What am I paying you for?" And then you got his mate smoking a vape in the car, and Johnny Depp laughing his tits off. You not see that one? Your, no. You know, so the, the the video calling, don't didn't know they could do that, but the, the video mm. calling. Uh, um, someone who's supposed to be on the stand, so obviously he's took the oath and he's doing it by video. But as she takes, right, takes a big, massive vape and goes, <laughs> <laughs> and you see Johnny Depp go, just chuckling, <laughs> and then he answers the question. It's funny, but do you know what? Um, do you know what it does show, mate? Right, is what this trial is showing is how uh, shockingly bad the UK court system is. Because if you believe the UK court system and then in turn the media in the UK, because what they did, obviously the Sun, don't like to mention it. Like, if you try to interrupt, but if, if, you know, if Amber Heard's the, the story, it's not a story. Johnny Depp's the star, so they, they, need to, they need to try to put it on him. doesn't matter if it's not true or not. Let's just mm. put it, look, it looks like it's all mm. on him. Uh, and because it, it'll sell more papers and it'll get more likes and it'll get more this and get more that. That's all well, it is. It's the, it's the media that spin it all. It's not the courts. And the thing is, it, well, no, but in the UK with the court, they like um, they did stop him bringing in evidence which kind of proved that you know she was the one who was doing the. Um, like, but this is, a, this is a civil court, civil case, though, isn't it? It is. Uh, I'm not sure what it was. Well, in the UK, it was a. It, he was suing the Sun or one of the papers, and this is the thing: whichever paper he was suing for libel or whatever it is, he they had a vested vested interest in painting Amber Heard as the victim because Johnny Depp was suing them for something they had said. So, do you see what I mean? So it's like, of course they're gonna yeah. do it that way. It's um, it's been car crash watching. I got I've already seen clips of it. It's been car crash, but her lawyer brought on like a psychologist as a witness, you know, for his side or her side, sorry. And um, so he was asking uh, asking this psychologist about like um, oh yeah, so you know, if you're a victim of domestic abuse, would you, you know, you'd be paranoid? And basically, she went through all these different. Um, attitudes and symptoms and anxieties and what you would do like you might they often the abuser will blame the person who's been abused and kind of like spin it around in the media and things like this and in public and she basically as she just went on for like 10 minutes talking about exactly what Johnny Depp has been through but had a psychologist confirming it so like it, the psychologist was supposed to be you know, on the Amber Heard side, but the lawyer was so useless that he was just helping Johnny Depp's case all the time. It's embarrassing, mate. He was a weird, it's a weird lawyer. Like, he's mm. done a bad job. But, look, it is a football show. I said in jest, we'll talk about Johnny Depp. We'll switch it back to football. Unfortunately, I'm having issues with my my, my power, so I haven't got any notes. So I'm trying to think off the top of my head what's gone on this week. Um, it seems like uh, Haaland is going to go to Man City. Seems. Do you think? Are you surprised by that a little bit? No, no. So, I tell you where I think I'm a little bit surprised is they seem exceptionally keen on Harry Kane. Obviously, they made a bid last year, didn't come off. I think Harry Kane may leave Spurs in the summer. But the one thing which I think keeps him there is obviously, uh, what's his face from uh, Pochettino has left Paris. 
Conte has been linked with Paris. So I wonder if they kind of swap and Pochettino ends up back at Spurs. Harry Kane will be happy again and they keep him. We talked about Nathan Jones made earlier in the season, went back to Luton and look where he is. Could Pochettino go back to Spurs if Conte leaves and have the same effect? Why would Conte leave? Um, well, apparently he wants the Paris job is the, the stories which have been printed. Um, mm, they say never go back, but yeah, I disagree with this one. I think it'd be good, better, especially if they could back him. But, you know, um, I'm not sure, actually. I'm not sure. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because on yeah. one hand, I think Pochettino did a tremendous job for Spurs. Like, I think he took them as far as he could with there being limits on funds and signing yeah, players. The Champions League final, that was the time to strengthen, and they didn't. Yeah. Daniel Levy made all over him. Yeah, he's a, he's a problem, isn't he, Dan? Like we could, I'm sure you know, we could go through several football clubs around the UK pyramid and say, ask the question: Is the owner the problem? Um, I listened to a podcast with Phil Brown this week, um, and he was on about. Um, he said, um, and I'm going to try and paraphrase what he said. He basically said, Ed Woodward is not to blame for the issues at Man United because he was the reason why they sacked managers and never sacked Woodward is because Woodward was doing a good job in the eyes of the Glazers. He was doing what he was brought in to do. He never said, he never went back on anything he said. He didn't pretend to be a United fan or this, that and the other. He was there to make the Glazers money commercially and oversee transfers. Like, do you think that's giving him a bit of a free pass, Woodward? Or do you think you've got yeah, to blame the Glazers? Yeah, he was a money man. He's nothing to do with football. And that shows, obviously, on the pitch. And look where it's got us. So, you can win money and win money. But ultimately, success on the pitch brings more money. And they've not done that. They've been more worried about, you know, how many Instagram followers a player's got or <clears> what else. Does he bring on his shirt sales? Does he bring not? Does he fit into the structure of the football team? So, yeah. But does Woodward, should Woodward take any blame for the state United are in now? Or is he just doing as he's told? Yeah. Is that a cop? No, good. No, definitely. Yeah. I'm glad he's gone and there'll be no tears shed. And yeah, he's out the door and there's someone else has come in now. I think by the sounds of it, he's a lot, lot better. Um, by all accounts, you know, Ed Woodward was asking Alex Ferguson who are these tickets for when he wanted complimentary tickets. You need to tell me who they're for, <laughs> give me the name, and that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. But then, isn't um, I think his name's Richard Arnold? I'm not sure. Arnold, yeah, yeah. Um, isn't he going to be in that same spot that Phil was talking about, whereby because the Glazers. If they if he's not doing what they want financially or whatever it is they do. Still do it still, you can still be a financial man, but you've still got to worry about the most important thing, and that's the, the success and football the pitch. Because if you've got disgruntled fans, you're gonna have protests every single week until this is fixed, or until basically they're out of the club. So but as you know, winning solves a lot of problems and it shuts a lot of people up for a bit. So yeah. if they get success on the pitch, which is ultimately what they need to do, then they'll probably they'll probably get a bit more quiet. But until then, he's, he's 1958. No, we were on the podcast with No Choftes last week, and we had a load of 1958, two or three lads on, and they were talking about it. And these lads aren't going away until Glazer out. And these are got a, a very good following. They've had a protest again today. You see it as the team are walking out, glazes out, big massive signs. So, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna constantly see it. They're over in, in America uh, in preseason. Pretty sure that they'll they'll do something over there because it's America and that's where the owners are from. So the owners might be there. So, yeah. Do you think, um, on the pitch, like how quickly do you think the manager can turn it around? Because really, I saw a Two years. Thing the other day. Two years. 
two years. Like I think that's and I think that's yeah, being optimistic, got, mate. Still got a good pattern. That's being optimistic, no, I think, as well. No, it's not. People saying five, six years. I'm saying competing in two years, competing, and then the third year you want to be winning. So, mm. yeah, two years. First year, you know, you get to know the players, get get and try and get the system in, try and get the players out, getting the players in you need, and then second year you've kind of got what you want, but you still need a few, a couple, or maybe three more players. Then you bring another transfer window. By then, it's three transfer windows you had. So you've got this mm. one in the summer, this one in the winter, and another summer. That's three transfer windows. And then the second one, you hope to think you, you won't want to bring anyone in through the through halfway through the year because that's not the best time to bring people in. And then you go again at the end of the second year, and then you're ready to go. That's yeah, I, I think. That. So my the only reason I think it might take more like three or four is because I look at that squad and I think they need to get rid of a lot and bring a lot in and I think the likelihood of doing that in a couple of windows is difficult lots of people have been saying that but there is a lot of good players there so you bring a lot more players in change of atmosphere change voice change manager this is how we want it if you don't get put the work in and we'll see it on the numbers if you're not running and you're not putting the effort in then you'll be out the door so if you get that kind of work rate from a Rashford, from a Sancho, from a Fernandez, from a Varane, so that you have still got a nucleus of a very, very good team there. It's just who you bring in with them, a Fred, a McTominay. You know, the, the, you've still got a nucleus of some good players there. Some very good but players. If the dressing room is as toxic as we're led to believe, even if you bring in new players, if that it's very easy for that toxic atmosphere to spread, even when you get new, you know several new players in. Um, I think you've got to get rid of the players who are the problem, whoever they are. I don't know, you know, exactly who, which ones are, which well, ones well, aren't. Well, I'm pretty sure the manager will be informed because Ralph Ragnick will, will tell him. So, and that's 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 the good thing with him being, still being there, even though he's just been out, been announced that he's got the Austria job. And, I'm pretty sure that it was announced that he's staying to do United as well, because it's only a part time the Austrian. So, and he's he's basically just a consultant. So, mm. it, the new manager will come in, Ralph Radnich will, will tell him what he thinks is best, or, or what the manager, new manager coming in, wants to know. Uh, who are the problems? Who do we need to get rid of? Who do we need to keep? What is your opinion on them? And then he'll obviously have his own opinion. But, you know, you obviously listen to what he says if someone's toxic and you need them out of the club because they, they, this is what happened. This is how we've they've been behaving the last six months or this is the attitude they've been showing. This is the work they've been putting in. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Like, I've seen reports of them bringing in, like, you know, 12 players this in this next window and I'm like... That just won't happen. You only have to look at how they've spent the money over the last five years. Yeah, you look, you're looking at four, five maximum. Yeah, I think so. So if you maximum. add maximum, yeah. and, and these these players, and and two, and probably one of them players, possibly two, has to be elite players, like elite mm. players, like Benzema. Even though he's old, but a, a Lewandowski. If we're bringing a top forward in, or who else is there? Harry Kane, no, and an elite. I think you're going to make your play. You're going to get the league, stand up and listen, and think, "Well, these are these are these are business." It's going to be difficult because they're not going to be in the Champions League. Um, I think actually, if you look at the way Ten Hag sets his teams up, Harry Kane, out of all those strikers you just mentioned, is the ideal fit for him. Um, just by the way he sets up, he likes to have like a a, a a striker who can hold the ball up and and be a bit of a target man, but also kind of you know run the channels and get in behind, which Harry Kane obviously can do if he can stay fit. Um, Rashford, there is a there is a top player in there somewhere. Can he get the best out of him? I'm pretty sure he's licking his lips because well, what he's seen of him and saying, "Go on, what's happening?" Because you should be better now. You're 24. 
So if he gets him right, people have slept on him, but he needs to prove it. He needs to do it. Sancho, he's come on leaps and bounds. So the, the, the front three could look totally different. And then you, you, the midfield is going to look totally different next year. And then the probably back four look totally different. So it's going to have to be a gradual thing. The manager's going to come in and see what he, what he can keep, what he can work with. And it's going to be a gradual thing to get ones out. Obviously, people who are out of contract are going to leave. Does Ronaldo stay? I keep him for another year. Just of his of his attitude, of his goals, of his experience. And, yeah, just go from there. Um, last question for you on United then, mate. Say we're saying that they're going to sign five at a maximum. If you had to pick what positions, not what players, what positions they strengthen, like five people, five positions... Who would you sign? Centre forward, two two midfielders, a centre half, and a full back. A right back, is it? Right back, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I could. I can. I can deal with Luke Shaw for a year. See what he does with the new manager because he's 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 good. Dalot, no. Wambasaka, no. Teles, no. What uh, about um? The boy who's on loan at Norwich uh, as a back to Luke Shaw. I forget his name. Yeah. He, every time I see him play, he looks feisty at the very yeah, least. Yeah, he is feisty, but oh, he is feisty, but uh, Chelsea just only scored. But he is feisty, but you know, it might be too early for him yet. Mm. Um, Liverpool, uh, Jurgen Klopp has signed a contract extension uh, to twenty twenty six because there was rumours, or he had said, I think initially that at the end of his contract at twenty twenty four, he was going to take a break from football. Um, how big a lift does that give Liverpool, the squad, the players, as it's they go massive, into the massive chasing massive, four trophies? Massive. You've seen it before. Look what happens when the, the, the people, bet Arsenal would want Arsene Wenger back, uh, mm. or some fans. But um, same with Alex Ferguson. When these top managers leave, it's very, very difficult to replace them. You know, we're seeing that at the minute. It's very, very difficult. And, you know, he's a very good manager. Sometimes a bit annoying, but a very, very good manager. In your opinion, is he currently the best manager in the world? No. no. So who do you think Pep is the best? Yeah. Yeah. OK. Um, anyone else up there with those two? Uh, I put Conte up there. I just don't have it at all. But I, I get why people like him. I just the winner, mate. He's a winner. He's a winner. Yeah, but so's Roberto Di Ma- Di Matteo. But you know, where's he? What? Roberto Di- what's his name? Di, Di Matteo. What's, what's he Champions- what did he win? Champions League? He won a Champions League with Chelsea. He won one Champions League. Conte, whichever league he's been in, he's won the league. He's won a so Champions really? League. He's come in with like four months to come and flutes the Champions League. So that's not yeah, I mean, that's that's a fluke for me. I'm very, very lucky. But then isn't that what Conte's done with Tottenham? He's come in, he's gonna no, get top I'm four. talking about Tottenham, I'm talking about Inter Milan, I'm talking about Chelsea, I'm talking about mm. other Juventus, I'm talking about other teams that he's been to, and he's won the league. Yeah, I like I say, I, I accept it and I know people like um, Tottenham some... and Tottenham are totally Tottenham are totally totally different team. They're a lot better. They do look a different team, I'll give you that. A lot better. And I'm sure if United were coming, would he have done the same? I'm not I'm not sure. Because I think there's a lot more uh, underneath at United than meets mm. the eye. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think there's something there. What about De- Deli Ali, mate? When he looks at Tottenham oh, and their yeah, resurgence. No, no, yeah. I just mean with the resurgence Tottenham have had, does he look at that and think, why didn't I hang around till yeah. the end of the season? No. No, he's he's no that ship sailed, mate. He's obviously something that obviously broke down with him. He's broken. Something needs to. I don't know. I don't know because don't like, know three years ago, he's talk, three years ago, he was uh, one of the best players in England. He could he go to Real Madrid, and now he can't get Evans side. He's on the bench, and then and then relegation fodder. So, mate, they're going down. I think uh, Everton. I got to yeah. say, I really think they're going to go down. Yep. Which is incredible, mate. When you think at the start of this season, they had money to spend, they had Rafa Benitez in charge, and if I told you they're going to be fighting for their lives 
and probably looking like they're going to go down, you wouldn't have believed me. No, no. Incredible. And um, and as I say with like about Rooney earlier, if Everton go down, mate, there is no guarantee that they come back up straight mm. away because mm. the championship is just a different animal. It's like you what like the only teams you can pick the teams over the last few years who've kind of run away with that championship table and like Newcastle um Fulham have pretty much run away with it this year and a few others but most of the time it's so tight and look at Stoke mate you look at that if you go and look at that Stoke squad now but they can't get anywhere near the playoffs season after season um and there's a few others and I just think if people just think Everton are going to come straight back up the one thing they've got in uh, as an advantage to all the other teams, is regardless of parachute payments, Everton have got a shed load of money. Um, their owners are loaded. So if they want to kind of try and buy their way out, they can try. But again, I don't think there's a guarantee, depending on if they go proven championship players or proven or Premier League players who may do it in the championship. I still find... I've. Even now, I find it shocking that Everton are going to potentially get relegated from the Premier League when you look at the teams in the league. Yeah, it's, um, I think the job's real planger by bringing Frank Lampard in. Yeah, I do like Frank Lampard, but he's got no experience of being in relegated in a, yeah. yeah, so... It was the wrong time to bring him in, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. definitely. But like... Again, start of the season. I would, if I told you, Villa, Burnley, Leeds, Brentford, Brighton. Leeds, Leeds are still down. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds are not out of it. But, no, no, they're not completely out of it. But if I told you Palace, if I told you all those teams were going to be looking more likely to stay up than Everton, you, can never, what, you can never know now, mate. In the Premier, in the Premier League, you can never know. You know. Do you think it's going more like the Championship, where you see you more good results? Yeah, you can't. You know, you get one team, one team who have a bad season, or a lot of things happen at the club, or a manager change. It, it can happen because it, the the Premier League now is so not strong but competitive. So, mm. outside of the top, you know, the big teams like that traditional big six in in the Premier League. Um, which teams have impressed you over the season so far? Like, obviously, at the end of the season, we'll do like a bit of a review Newcastle, and look back. Uh, Crystal, Newcastle, Leicester, but Crystal Palace. Crystal uh, Palace, yeah, I'd go uh, with that. Maybe great. Enjoyed, enjoyed watching them from, especially when from Roy Hodgson, where they've been more rigid, but more defensive, and Vieira's a bit more expansive, enjoyable to watch, and they've got results through it as well. So, yeah, Patrick Vieira and Crystal Palace for me. Brentford for me, I think um, they're twelfth, twelfth at the moment. They've had some the fantastic results. The crowd has, has helped them got through the season. You know, start of the season when they beat Arsenal, yeah, that that was a good good start. And it's just the, the, when you get a good start in the Premier League, you always see teams. You no, know, Hull City have done it. All the teams sometimes get have a good start, and you see them like fourth or fifth mm. come November. You know they're going to be safe. And they drop like a stone after Christmas. But they've done all the hard work. They've done what they need to do. And that's what promoted teams. Well, Chelsea have scored. Um, but, yeah. Do you, um, like with the Newcastle next year now, next season, what's their ceiling, in your opinion? Uh, Europe. What, like Champions League or like Europa League sort of thing? Any any kind of Europe, mate. Any kind, any type of European football. I um had a discussion with someone the other day, um, saying they were basically saying about Eddie Howe and just saying everyone's saying what a great job he's doing, but like he had hundred million and like yeah, you still got to, you still got to blend these players in, bring them in, get them playing attacking football, get the crowd on side which he has, and get results, and he's done all them. So you can't really. We've also miracles. Seen... No, miracles win every game, but he's done near enough to it. So he's just be—he's mm -hmm. the same though. Next next year, he's under pressure. If he don't get a good start, he'll be down the road. So 
he's got a good get a good start, get off to a good start in the, in the start of the season. Otherwise, they, they won't mess about. They're, they're on a mission then, so they don't get a good result and good start to next season, they'll change manager. 100%. He'll know that. He'll know that kind of pot he's in. So, yeah. And like we, like you make a good point about the players, like we've seen at other football clubs, you know, including your club, mate, United have brought in some massive names, some great players on paper, and they haven't worked for whatever reason. You've got to blend the players you bring in. So it's all right saying, oh, he's had 100 million to spend. So, of course, he's, you know, Newcastle are doing well, but he still had, but, to, he had to get those players. Does oh, he? Ronaldo, yeah. What a goal. He's cut no surprise. Is it? Matic has chipped it over. He's touched it and just volleyed it in the top corner. <laughs> Man, it's just ridiculous, isn't he? Yeah, it's a problem, though. It's a problem. We need to get him out. <laughs> Tell me again, um, how many goals has Messi scored this year? Out of the out of La Liga, and um, you can count it on one hand anyway. If he's outside, ah, oh, is it? Oh no, he's not. He's well on. Oh, you had me going there. Oh, the touch though, the touch, mate, the touch. He just touches, pops up, he just goes bang and volleys it. Top in. Insanity, mate! How good the man is. Like a thirty-seven. It was just ridiculous. Um, and that, like to me. I think maybe this season, but I, I thought it anyway. But I think the discussion of who's better is dead. Like, in my opinion, it's only my opinion. I just think Ronaldo's the, the, the greatest of all time for me. Because um, he's just done it everywhere he goes. It's just insane figures. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't, Messi's I, I incredible. Disagree, I, disagree, I disagree with the greatest of all time of both of them, to be honest. But all right. It's, it's a debate, isn't it? And it's subjective, of, yeah. course. of course it is. Like, everyone can have a different point of view and stuff like that. To me, the Messi versus Ronaldo debate, oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's dead now. Like, you know, of course it's close. And I'm not saying Messi's a pub player, by the way. Like, yeah. you know, they, they changed the game in terms yeah. of statistics for everyone. Um, because it's just been insanity for years, isn't it? Like yeah. 50 goals a season. And if they didn't get 50 in all competitions, it was a bad season. And it's yeah. like, I remember when your striker was just expected to get 20 in all see, all yeah, competitions. Exactly. Now they're scoring like 40, 50 goals. It's a joke. Yeah, it's mental, mate. And, and then that's maybe where Harry Kane doesn't get enough credit for the couple of seasons he had, yeah. you know, a few years back. Because he was right up there in terms of how many goals he'd scored. And Lewandowski as well. He scores 40 goals a season as well. So there is players who are trying to keep up with him. I'm trying to find this Ronaldo goal now. Oh, you go. Let's have a look. Oh, what a chip. Ah, oh, mate. See, Matic should have been playing him all season. What a ball. Yeah. Oh, that's a Some ball. finish, man. It is some finish. Mm. It's the touch, though, mate. It's the first touch. Um... And like, how many times do you see these top top players like De Bruyne as well? Like their first touch is incredible. Um, like I say it to my boy all the time when he's playing because he plays like number ten or like attacking midfield or whatever. And I think touch. If you got a shit first touch. You got no chance. Yeah, and I say to him all the time: make sure your first touch, and then you can have a look. Um, just to finish off, mate. Dylan Levitt. I've got my Chinese with me. Chinese just got a. Oh, mate, don't tell me we're Chinese now. I'll go to my missus and say, let's not bother going to Asda's. Let's get a Chinese instead. Chinese, um, salt and pepper, chicken, chili beef. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what so, I'm talking about. Go on, go on mate. Um, Dylan Levitt, United Academy player, isn't he? Um, has been linked with Cardiff among as well as a few other clubs. Any good? Yeah, he's not. Yeah, mate, if they're United. They're going to be mm. they're going to be okay, they're going to be decent, and if, especially if, going, if they've been a, if they're letting him out on loan to a championship side. How old is he? He's only I think he's like nineteen or something. I was yeah. just trying to work out is he the one that played has played for Wales? Oh no, I think that's someone else. Um, yeah, so it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be decent, and it'll, it'll, it'll be yeah, he played for Wales. So so he's so he's, so he's only nineteen, but, but yeah, it'd be. It'd be I've only seen clips. I don't really watch the academies anymore. Mm. Got, he's have, 21. Oh, and got, he's played. I've got MUTV, but I never really watch it anymore. Uh, he's 21, played 10 times for the full Wales side. 
Um, you know, he's played for all the different age groups. Um, he's been on loan in Charlton, Istra in 1961 and Dundee. Played 21 games for Dundee this year. Scored three goals. Um, he's a midfielder. I mean, look, if he's in the way, that Wales squad is not like, you know, years and years ago where there was no depth at all. There's a bit of depth there, not a great deal, but there is a bit of depth there. So if he's playing, then he must be fairly good, I would say. Um, be interested to know what he can do on a loan in the championship, mate, because championship is make or break for a lot of these players. Like you either deal with it or you can't. So, um, yeah, I'd be interested in that, mate, I think. Especially because he's just done a, a full season in the Scottish Premier League. Go and do the championship for a season. You kind yeah, of... Stuffed him up a bit. Now, they're up in the level in championship. Mm. Well, championship's probably a little bit better. Than, well, mm, I, I think it's, I think a championship's better than the Scottish Premiership, I do. Yeah. Maybe controversial, but I just think the quality of football is better. Maybe uh, Celtic ranges apart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I give you that. Um, Craig asked a question I found quite interesting. He said, um, when we were talking about like Stoke and all the different teams who haven't been able to come back up, like, look at West Brom this year. They got a Premier League squad, nowhere near the playoffs. So, I mean, yeah, going but like Everton, just got to be be careful, I think, if they think they're just going to come straight back up. They've got to make sure that they sign the right players and prepare the right way, or they could be in trouble. Um, Right, ladies and gentlemen, I apologise for doing it from my phone this evening. It's been a bit different. Uh, I'm also losing my voice, which doesn't help. Uh, my power cuts. My power seems to be back on now, just about. Um, but I didn't want to switch it back in because it kept going off. So I thought, well, it's just going to disrupt the show and stuff. Um, as always, appreciate all the comments and everything from people. I apologise if I haven't been able to get to them as much today because um, obviously I was on my phone. But we'll be back to normal next week. Loads of stuff coming up. Loads of shows coming up. Loads of um, stuff. If you're a Patreon, tomorrow uh, you get to see a my story with actor uh and filmmaker glenn murphy is on uh, i'm doing my story one o'clock tomorrow lunchtime if you're around um it'll obviously be up to watch after as well um but it'll be live for the patreons only um until then i bid you uh, all a farewell rodri has ever made the pleasure good, um, good, good chat and um the last question of the evening, mate. Are you um are you team Johnny Depp or team team Amber Heard? Well, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. She sounds a oh. rat dick. She does, mate. She yeah. sounds like she is hard work. Johnny Depp's uh, he doesn't seem kind of type of yeah. He just you know yeah. He doesn't seem that type. Yeah. There we go. That's the asking the important questions as always, uh, ladies, gentlemen. See you all soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.